0: Selling is the reward for, you know, for helping people get what they want. want wanted anyway, maybe show them that something better is available, make sure they can get it, make it easy. Yeah, they'll be very happy.
1: From the C-Method, my name is Christina Cantors and this is Standout Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you communicate with confidence and clarity so you can get what you want in business and in life. To subscribe to the show and download the back catalogue, go to thecmethod.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Christina Cantus, and if you work with clients at all, this episode is for you. Now, being successful as a creative, like a graphic designer or a musician, or like this week's guest, a photographer, isn't easy. Competition is really high, clients often don't see the value in your work, and it's often hard for you to show clients why they should choose you over everyone else. Well, my guest this week is making a very successful living as a photographer. He only shoots on weekends. He's always booked out. And in fact, he has to turn clients away. And each client happily pays him thousands of dollars for each job. And we're not talking commercial jobs for businesses here. No, his clients are everyday couples and families. So how does he do it? You're about to find out. I'm very excited to introduce you to this week's guest, photographer extraordinaire and my friend, Eric Reynjuk. I really hope I pronounced that right. (laughs) We actually met at a business networking event and we connected through our mutual love of podcasts. And since then, I've learned a lot about all the awesome things he does to create an unforgettable experience for each and every client. And I just knew I had to get him on the show. As this show is all about, standing out and getting noticed, which he does very well. So we met up at Hub Melbourne, my co-working space, to have this conversation, which is why it's a little bit echoey, but it's still good. You can still he- hear everything. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. So without further ado, please meet the man behind Melbourne's most meaningful portraits, Eric Ranger <laughs> This is cool. I've been, is. I've been looking forward to this.
0: So was I. Um Yeah, I'm a long time listener to many of many podcasts. First time Monday on this on the side of the mic.
1: Yeah, because yeah. that's how we first met, actually, wasn't it? We connected it's... over our love of podcasts.
0: Yes, I remember from your speech, you had really nice diction, oh. uh, and you mentioned podcasts, and I was like, "Wow, that adds up." So that's why I went to talk to you.
1: So, what what are your favorite podcasts at the moment?
0: Uh, I do listen to Joe, Joe Rogan. I know you don't like him. It's a little vulgar. It's not for everyone, but it's nice and long. So it's great for long drives.
1: It's the opposite. I can't deal with three hour episodes.
0: And to me, shorter, shorter podcasts. They are annoying because you have to stack them up and put one after another. Mm. Yeah. But I listen to those as well. Mm. Like The Truth. It's one of my favorites. Also Hardcore History.
1: Yes, you introduced By me to that Carlin. one.
0: Dan <laughs> Carlin, Dan Carlin is uh, yeah, ep- epic, epic histor- history podcasts.
1: Yeah, I remember you told me about that first when you were looking for a podcast to put you to sleep. So you yes. thought, oh, this history podcast will put me to sleep. Three hours later, you're absolutely glued <laughs> yes. to your headphones.
0: Yes. Can't can't turn it off. Yeah, so when I I was. Before I was a full-time photographer, but, um, when I was a student studying, uh, doing my PhD, I couldn't sleep at night because it was overwhelming with, overwhelmed with my thoughts and projects and everything. And I needed something to po- get me to sleep. And my first podcast, I thought, ah, radio, I can, rec- I can play back whenever I want. His show has put me to sleep. So I found this first history show that popped up in the search results, started listening to it and, uh, hoping that I'll be 15 minutes later, I'll be asleep. And I was still uh, up at 3 a.m. and uh, switching to the next uh, next episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's Hardcore History. By Dan
0: Carlin. Dan yes. Carlin. Yes. It's way on the top. So you will find it.
1: Yeah. So the reason I really wanted to have you on the show as a guest is because I think you do something pretty amazing and you're, you're a photographer and yes. you have been for how long?
0: four years or so. Four years.
1: Yeah. And you are constantly booked out. You charge a premium for your services. Yes. You don't have a huge online presence. Not at all. You don't focus on Facebook ads. No. You don't tweet. You don't no. really do any of that stuff.
0: I do have a Facebook presence. It's just humming mm. along, as I say. Mm. It's just but out there. It hasn't but been a focus. No, not at all. It's been a
1: And the thing I like about you is that you are very, very client focused and you, and you focus very much on the customer experience. And I got to experience this myself, not so much as a customer, but maybe a potential customer, but, um, as, but as a guest in your gallery and I just want to tell the people who are listening, so Eric lives in Belgrave and it's a beautiful leafy area and uh, out of suburb of Melbourne. And I went there to visit his gallery and it was this beautiful space. It was all black and white. Everything was themed and matched. And he had this beautiful handmade chair that he called his, his throne. It's
0: not a chair, it's, it's a
1: throne. A, okay, sorry. It's a <laughs> throne. And with a matching... Sofa. You, sofa? I was going to say couch. But no, it's a sofa. You, you know the what the difference is? <laughs> What's big, the difference? Uh,
0: apparently sofa stands on, on little legs and couch oh. is basically like a box on the ground.
1: Right. I, okay. This was no box on the ground. This no, was beautiful. No. And he had all his, and he had uh, his work displayed on the walls and it was just so beautiful. A fireplace there. And one thing that I really loved was that you actually had a quill that yes. clients signed the contract with. Yes. And I thought that was amazing. And so everything, all these little details were just taken care of. Damn. And there's, there's I, more.
0: There is also tea that I welcome oh, clients with They would sit down over tea.
1: It's not just any tea.
0: No, no. It's a French Earl Grey. <laughs> Um, but also, like, I recently got, um, I had it for a long time, but now I actually found a way I can do it more often. I've got a hot wax stamp as well that we seal contracts. With.
1: Wow. Okay. You know, I'd love to. Okay. One. So yeah. before we get yeah. into all this stuff, because there is there are a lot of things that you do. I want to take it, take it back to. Why did you start doing this and what gave you the idea to actually start doing this in the first place? Right, but if you
0: have to remind a little bit more because mm. there's lots of, lots of types of photography.
1: Okay. And all right. I let's do, start with that.
0: Okay. okay. And I do portraits, um, of regular people and usually I photograph their relationships. So it's all about people that they value the most in life, be that their partner, their kids or, you know, dog, for example. Um, so I don't do single people. I don't do anything like that. I don't do real estate. Don't do. Any other type of photography? I specialize in this one, and that's actually very important to find your niche and specialize in something. Um, yeah, but when I decided to start my business, that was after a couple of years when I was doing it part time as a hobby that went into something people wanted to pay me for it. When I decided to do start it over again after getting some advice from you know business coaches and industry spe- specialists who you know set up studios had to come up with a name. And that was a four-month process. Because I knew everything depends on it, you know, the whole branding from there on. And I and I had this wild idea that I should have a brand that I can split up and do what's so-called market segmentation. I think that's the smart word for it. Um it's basically creating a brand that can appeal to your target market. So very finely defined uh, target market. So as I said, I do portrait photography, I do families, couples and pets, and I split portraits into those subcategories. So when a couple is looking for university portraits or engagement portraits, they would find one of my sub brands and its relevant website with proper portfolio just in that um, and relevant content. Um, dog owners would find me by, by my different website.
1: So what's the name of your overall brand?
0: Overall brand is called Five Castles Portraits. So there's five castles. Um, we got Sand Castle that represents this transient nature of kids growing up. Um, so that's
1: for the children. That's, that's for, for the families.
0: families. Yes. So it's, you know, playful summer kids, but also as I say, um, talk about how transit it is. That's why, because kids keep growing up and parents would say they grow up too fast. Um, just like Sand. Uh, Sandcastles fallen to sea eventually. Yeah. Yeah. By Jimi Hendrix. Um I've got Silver Castle it, that represents um a stronghold for for couples um and the jewelry and stuff like that. Um uh, we also have pet castle portraits that's obviously for pet owners. I have a dedicated castle for same-sex couples. It's called Dorothy's Castle. Some of the listeners would know what Dorothy used to uh, stand for used to be code War back in the day for, uh, for the community.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: So the actress who played Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz original one, she was a, a gay icon, you know, uh, um, people used to look look up to her. I'm mm. not sure whether she was gay herself, but she was a big, like Elizabeth Taylor and Cher, you know, this mm. kind of stuff. Yeah, but apparently when I was coming up with a name for individual castles, this one was very problematic. So I asked lots of my friends and, yeah, this one came up very quickly and couldn't be beaten by anything else. Cause it used to be back in the day, I don't know, 80s or 70s, when someone asked you in the bar, for example, are you a friend of Dorothy's? So you have Rise. to, yeah, you have to have the right answer for that. Cause that was basically gently asking you whether you, mm. you know, uh, uh, you would be into them. Yes. And, uh, so that's four castles. So I had a five castle, which I left. For future. I had no idea what to do with it. And actually, I recently came up with it.
1: Did you? Yes,
0: I don't have a name for it yet. Okay. I kind of... Um, because along my journey as a small business, I've helped a lot of other friendly small businesses with their stuff. I did business portraits for them. Not to confuse them with headshots, which I call passport photos. A headshot, if you had just a head on the white background, that's a passport photo for me. Um A business portrait is more about showing... What do you do? So people, when they go on your website or see your image anywhere, they will immediately figure out what you do without even reading about you, you know, section on the website.
1: What would be an example of um,
0: a business photo? A, po- a business portrait would be, for example, a business owner or business person or a worker in his environment doing his stuff. Um, so for example, you know, creatives would, you know, there would be different style of p- portrait for creative, different stuff for an accountant, different, for financial planner, and I, you know, have done them all along the years, and um, so like now in, in, in their
1: office. Yeah, so in their the office. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. But okay. we try to. So I use the same approach I do with my other clients. So we always sit down first, and we figure out exactly what we're to do, because they don't really know what they want. Mm. They just need business portraits, or they, they need headshots as they call, come out come to me with, and then we grow from there. And that started to become a distinct foundation for the castle there so now because I've got my 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 main business uh, website and the five castles is basically a a photograph animated photograph of a painting that I had commissioned I showed you that one Mm. so the fifth castle was under wraps now I'll have to have it painted over so yeah I don't know what it's gonna look like yet I think it's gonna be something like a glass kind of castle like like skyscraper kind of this mix mix those two don't have the name yet yeah, but uh, yeah, that's going to be that.
1: I like that. You're, yeah. you're leaving room for the the yeah. future. You know yes. you know that something's going to happen yes. in the future yes. and I'm going to prepare myself yes. for that. Because so now you... it will
0: be very hard to start something new and now I have everything <laughs> under one umbrella brand, but I can still market them separately. What happens if
1: you want six castles? What happens then? Five and a
0: half. Maybe one segment will have to go. Different and... kingdom. Ooh. Ooh. And castles actually was a great idea. My wife actually came up with it. She came up with the sandcastle, the first one, and we built from there on.
1: So you've got these very distinct segments. When you go out and you meet people, they say, oh, what do you do? Okay. You say?
0: I uh, usually figure out what 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 they would expect me to do. Oh, uh, I like this. Yeah, because like it's because uh, no, okay. you have to have a special message for everyone, right? So, for example, when I'm walking my dogs mm-hmm. and I see another dog owner, and we get to talk about it and ask me what I do, then I pull out my uh, pet castle uh, business card, which is. Um made out of wood in the shape of a dog bone. It's little, amazing, actually. Have you seen it? Yes. yes,
1: you show me that. Um, and yeah. so it's, that's it's, very... a, it's a ridiculously cool business card. And it's spec- like a dog bone.
0: Specific to, that, to them, and they would never throw it out. When I'm on, at networking, networking events, when I'm talking to other business owners, I just pull out my generic five castles. Mm. When I'm talking to families or couples, I've got different cards for that.
1: What if you don't know if they're a family
0: Then I say couple. my generic thing that I... Help people celebrate what's most important in their lives, and then that they usually ask, "What do you mean?" What? Wait, say that
1: again. So people ask you what you do.
0: I say, say I help people celebrate what they value the most in their lives.
1: I love that, and then they go,
0: "Yes, because then do we, yes, because then we wait for their question, mm-hmm. and then we can say that you know, I can say um, you know, if I'm feeling cheeky, I would say I shoot people or something. Right? <laughs> uh, but usually, I say I'm a portrait photographer. And usually they would say, do you do weddings? (laughs) The next, (laughs) um, and I respect wedding photographers a lot. That's the, the one of the hardest, um, and photography jobs you can get. No do overs, those stressful, long, long hours, ever changing conditions. And, you know, yeah, but I don't do that.
1: When most photographers, I would imagine, when Mm. asked what they do, they would say, I'm a photographer. Yeah. And that's quite
0: generic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's boring. Yes. Which is why I like so much. The way that you you started that conversation mm-hmm. by sharing something that's really different—you're already differentiating yourself. What other things do you do to that different difference? to differentiate yourself? Because it—we were talking about this before, actually—how yeah. being a photographer, there's a very low barrier to entry. You know, it seems like everyone is a photographer these days and trying to make a living from it. So. Do you have, do, or do you have any advice for people who are thinking, man, what can I do to actually just be different? Maybe they're not even a photographer. Maybe they're a graphic designer or mm. a, a bookkeeper or someone where there's, where there's quite a, where there's quite a lot of competition. Mm. What so, can you start to do? So
0: I usually, so the first thing I did was figure out exactly who I want to photograph and, um, how much I want to make from it and how many I have to shoot and, and then, while once you know who you want to photograph or who want, who is your ideal client, I basically listed very, in very fine detail, uh, my ideal client for each castle. Um, so I knew, for example, for my couple photography, there would be a couple that are madly in love, but been together longer than a year. That's my cutoff date. If they come to me earlier, I, I schedule a session after they click over one year. Why? Uh, cause I wanted to, I wanted to be very special and I don't sure. want, don't want it to, uh, be just, you know, oh, just met someone, you know, we're in the puppy stage and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I want to reignite this kind of thing in the couples that have been even longer with each other. Uh, but basically I would list all the older, features. So they would know each other that, that long. They would, their average age would be, let's say, 33. They would have no kids. They would go out here and here. They would do this together. They would, their mates would be doing this, that what they would be working where, um, how much money would be the making, what, what sort of car they're driving, everything, where they get their coffee. I basically imagined I'm spying on them and I had a whole list of this thing. And from each feature, I would have a little, the little brackets coming out and saying, how can I reach them there? So I had very, like, it's basically built in the huge tree, mm. um, that I had very precise portrait of them. And then you target those people and you hopefully to, you get the best ones, but you, you know, it's very, you don't have many of them, but you have everyone around that. So the better mm. you target your ideal client.
1: You don't get confused with the, well, right now you've got the four and soon mm. to be the five. Yeah. You don't, you don't find that that, Confuses you having the five different or the no, so no, many different segments.
0: I would like I would say my ideal client ideal client would go through all my uh, through most of my cli- uh, castles. So they would say a single person who loves their dog more than anything. You recognize them by themselves. By, by the way, if they put their phone in your face and start swiping, showing you pictures of the dog, that's my ideal client. <laughs> um, so that's for pet castle. And then, while well, when they meet someone special, obviously the, their partner then would be the focal focal point. We can still include the dog for 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 a couple portraits, but then we'll focus on the couple. Uh, and when they have the babies, they come to me and it's to a sandcastle portrait. So
1: they're moving from segment to segment. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, but oh. if they haven't found me before they met someone else, or you know, then then obviously they end up in the castle. But it's very defined. So. If they have children, it's always sandcast. Children are more important than anything else. Mm. Uh but then if we can include the dog, we include the dog. Yes. But what else I do different? I avoid internet I mean not avoid internet. I use internet extensively, but I try to get to my clients in I call it real world. Go back to before yes. the internet age. Um yeah, because the 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 problem many photographers find these days is that clients always ask about the files and the files for us, for photographers, are like selling a cow when someone just wants milk. They don't need a 50 mega file that they can print and do anything with it. And usually they don't actually do anything with it. But for us, the file has the biggest value and that's where you control our quality. And as part of my customer service, I want to make sure they get something beautiful on the wall that's going to last and going to look good as well. Um, so I try avoid selling the files. Um and the way I do that is by not talking to them in digital form, let's put it this way. So they don't email them. I don't email them. <laughs> I um when they call I so when they when they email me I call them back. And on the phone we only spend maybe three minutes scheduling an appointment. So I invite them over. And when they come in I'll make sure everyone who is involved in the conversation. Um so the whole family has to come in. And we would sit down over tea, take our time, get to know each other.
1: French Earl Grey.
0: French Earl Grey. <laughs> um, get to know each other. I've got a little kid's corner now so they don't run havoc in my gallery. Um but I get to I get they get to see me before the session so they're not as shy later on. But then I can talk to the parents and get exactly their part of the story, what they expect from it, and we can plan it out, we can talk about outfits, dates, locations, anything that needs to be talked about. And um, that would take ages over email or a stupid form mm. or be very awkward fun conversation it's
1: very easy for people to ignore an email too yes. so if you email them and say hey what do you think of this or that uh, yeah. they can just yeah. leave it and then forget about it we all yeah, receive yeah, yeah. so many yeah. emails well,
0: because it, it might require you to actually write something or that's the moment you will, uh, um, got the email you might not have time you'll put i'll do it later on and mm. then something happens when you have kids especially um, a lot of things can happen and you might not get to it. And then you have to, other stuff to do. And
1: yeah. Are they surprised when they, when you suggest, Oh, let's meet up instead of doing this over email or over the phone?
0: Mm, I'm not sure. Cause I, I, I say it as it, I do it for every client. I never forgot uh, for years and years. I haven't forgot someone I haven't seen before. My, mm. my couple first sessions were like that. And that was weird for me. It was very, as I, you know, I was waiting at the location. I didn't know whether these were the, people and hmm. this, yeah uh, so that doesn't happen anymore and i think they expect it because then after our meeting in person i'll say them can you imagine doing this over the phone and they go no there's no way we could discuss it all um
1: yeah a lot of photographers do that they try and do yes. it over email
0: yes but if the photographers work in a studio for example and we got certain style and they don't go out of that style then the clients have to conform to it so there will be a set um and say you know lighting style or or background same outfits so that's how easily you can you know get them to you know get the basics so then they didn't talk about what they mean to the you know uh, what the forest would mean to them and they try to imagine it you know there's lots of lots of things they can do over the phone but yeah i find it's much easier to get everyone in discuss and then plan ahead and then when time comes they see me again
1: mm. um and then you've already got that rapport with them. Yes, before that's right. You even work with them. And I can imagine as a photographer, you, you need them to be really relaxed around you. Yes. And this would, this doesn't just apply to photography. This applies to so many different areas where if you're consulting with someone and you, you know, and, and the result is based on how you're interacting with that person, having that rapport from the very beginning is really important. Mm. And I guess meeting them in person would also Allow you to see if there's someone that you don't want to work with. Yes.
0: Because yes. you can tell
1: very quickly yes. if there they would be really annoying clients.
0: Yes. I had a couple of those, but, um, so what I do is, for example, wouldn't work in, you know, online industry. You know, mm. you have to be in the same, you know, uh, geograph- geographical yeah. place, you know, uh, within the say half an hour to an hour drive. But yeah, so the, but the basic is the same. Um, in order to serve your clients in the best possible way, you need to know exactly what they want and to get what they want, you need to interview them. And because they don't really know what they want most of the time. They, uh, uh, they just say, you know, generic stuff like headshots or family portrait, you know, but they don't really know what's, what, what it would look like. They don't know what it was going to be on the wall, which how big they have no idea about any of this. They don't do it every day like we do. So it's great to show them different examples and show them what's possible. Um, get, for example, for when they come back for reviewing, the they, um, they ahead of the time, they actually, that's the one time they use email. They do send me over email the photographs of their walls over scale on them. So I can put in my software and present the images as they will appear on the wall. So they.
1: Oh, so they send you photos yes. of their home yes. walls. Yes. So that then you can show them. The yes. sizes.
0: Wow. Yes. So once we make the decisions and uh, we get to the final nitty gritty. So for example, you know, deciding on the feature image and the wall's going to be. So they already talked which walls they would have something on. Um, and they photograph the wall r- right. I actually send them an app that teaches them how to do it. So they always send it properly. Um, and then we can see their image or the collection on the wall and make sure the size is right that it matches the decor and everything. Hmm. Um, it helps a lot. So problems start with they have a holiday house that they don't have a photograph of, but they also want a uh, portrait in there. Then we have to go into this description of the walls and everything. But then they appreciate how much help that actually for of the wall is.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, it's part of the getting exactly what they want. And if you, if, if you give them the exactly what they want, they will pay for it. But there's no excuse. Now, how much, how
1: much do people pay for, for, portraits these days
0: um so my average right now I calculated just last week is three and a half uh, thousand dollars per sitting but it ranges you know my highest was twelve thousand dollars just recently Mm. but yeah as I said it ranges
1: is that including the the photos is that for the the prints prints. sorry the prints yes (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm, I'm using all a, the wrong terminology and making you mad. It includes the photos
0: <laughs> printed on the, yes, and yeah. mounted on the walls or, um, yeah, it doesn't include the files though.
1: We continue to chat about the process that Eric goes through with each client when he describes the actual photography session as a, quote, beautiful adventure. What? I had to learn more. Um, Tell me about this beautiful adventure. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah i so that's the thing that i love about photography and okay. if there are any photographers out there if you should look up josh jesh the rogues he's you a, love Um, josh j-e-s-h-d-e-r-o-x okay. i believe he's a canadian photographer slash poet slash artist slash anything creative explorer of Universe or anything. I think he would be happy with any of those titles. Um, but I met him once and he changed basically my whole perspective on photography. And that uh, basically that's, that's, that was one of the most important things I learned about it. Um, but he basically developed this way of photographing people that I've adopted and made my own by, uh, by this time. But, um, it all focuses on. Yes, I said in the beginning, celebrating people's uh, relationships. So it's uh, basically a series of games and, and, and interview techniques and little challenges and um, things that you basically inter- I interact with my clients during the session a lot. I interview them. I have games for them. They, you know, play, talk, laugh, and they forget as a camera. Um, obviously I direct everything, so I make sure they're in the right place, they're lit properly. Everything, everything else has to be right. But before I press the button, the shutter, I need to make sure they're at their most comfortable. And they usually ask, ask me after the session whether I was even there taking photos or so just had fun with me.
1: Um, <laughs> wow. That's
0: yeah. amazing. And it, it works amazingly with couples. Um, with families as well. With pet owners, it's a bit different because the dogs don't do that. I mean, dogs are pretty great. Cats are weird. Um, <laughs>
1: cats cats are know. No. They, know, Ca- they yes. know what you're doing.
0: Yes. Cats, cats are housemates, basically. They're not pets. Uh, yeah. I'll get some hate mail for that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I had, when I do, for example, my couple's portraits, the couples usually continue. It, it's like an intimate date with a stranger with a camera. Yeah. Yeah and uh, yeah so we recognize the love and usually either decide to move in or take another another step or um, yeah but with couples is actually it's even better because before the session when they meet with me they get a secret assignment oh,
1: yeah. a okay. list.
0: so they get a, a list of assignments that they have to choose they have to agree on a number of them that they would do um, and they have to keep it secret from them. It can be something, you know, like writing a love letter or preparing the most awesome date for their, uh, for the other, you know, like, but they, when they prepare the most awesome date, has, has, everything has to be done. So they have to buy tickets book accommodation whatever right make everything there so they surprise the partner with that you know the most awesome date in there you know
1: and um, they have to do this before you do the shoot
0: yeah so they prepare it all before the shoot and the big reveal is during the session uh but it works in two ways first of all or three ways first of all makes them think about the relationship and plan something uh also it's got this excitement because you're planning something in, the, in secret uh, in kind of way to reveal it and then also you're uh, wondering what the other what your partner prepared and it on the day it's a big reveal and usually you know laughter tears and ohs and wows and yeah wow awesome. and then yeah. you're there to capture it yes and i'm there to capture it
1: that's incredible yeah.
0: so yeah that's why i'm saying it's a beautiful adventure it? Yeah. yeah and that's like that's what i love doing everything else is just leading to this moment and then actually Someone asked me a long time ago, what's my favorite part from the whole process? And I said, I love meeting new people. That's why I like my meetings. Then I love photographing them. I love seeing all this. When I get goosebumps, when I photograph them, that's awesome. Uh, but then I love seeing them when they see their portraits for the first time. So I love the sales process later on. Um, and I also love when they see the final prints, because they usually cry when they see them. Um... And so I had no idea what's my favorite. So I actually yeah. enjoyed the whole ride.
1: You love the sales process.
0: i <laughs> because, that's, uh, yeah.
1: But no, the fact that you, the fact that you, cause I know that that's the part that a lot of photographers or creative people, yes. or small business people, okay. you know, despise that or it's just like, oh, I don't want to be silly. But the way you've put it is you're saying that you, you love actually seeing the reactions on their yes. faces.
0: I, cause were, we're there, they're there to buy, photographs. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously it all starts from the first moment they touch your brand. Um, when they get the voucher or when they meet me for the first time, when they see my website or anything like this, it's, they already have to know that I'm, it's not, we're not talking about discs. We're talking about wall prints. Um, so when they come to me and they see my samples, I ask them what they like and so on to imagine when they would be the session is amazing itself. When they say pictures, they say pictures of their own walls to me so I can present their photographs on their walls they already bought the pictures for the walls hmm. um so then we're just sitting down and make the selection i help them basically select the best images from the whole bunch uh, advise them what's what would look good here or there what's good as a wall portrait what's what we be better in a different form um so i see myself as a guide or i help i help them um. Yeah, and I know what my average is. So if they spend more or less, doesn't matter because in the end it comes down to that. So there's no stress, no pressure. Um. Yeah, and you get people who can afford a lot. You get people who don't. Um, have that uh, means. Uh, but then you have to find a way how to make them, get what they wanted. So for example, you know, accept the credit cards these days. Everyone should do it. Also, payment plans. There are ways you can you know hire a company to do it or do it yourself. And yeah, it's fairly easy to set up. Yeah. So what selling is a dirty word for, you know, for helping people get what they want, wanted anyway, maybe show them that something better is available, make sure they can get it, make it easy. Yeah. They'll be very happy. I always try to also put myself in shoes of someone else. So in the same way, my, my clients, I would, if I was to get photographed with my wife, for example, and we have, what would I want? How would I find a photographer? What do I want the photographer to ask me? What would I want to see from the photographer? And so on and so on. You can apply it to any industry. So when you listen to it, imagine you're your own client and that you have no idea about yourself, but you somehow found your website or whatever your first point of contact is, and then take yourself through that whole experience from their point of view.
1: Yeah. Any last words of advice for creating exceptional customer experiences for people?
0: um yes i think details really matter i think that would would, yeah so it's very easy to just uh, put a few ideas into place that's you know it's fairly easy but to take them to the next level and make something really unique so you know having the right kind of tea for example or the right kind of cup for the tea or the quill instead of a pen or um, if you can see them in person, it's way easier because you can control the space. Uh, but on online, I think you can also your whole branding, the web the way your websites are designed, the way you communicate with them, the language, the fonts, probably even you know the studies that some fonts are better mm, than the others.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, so every detail counts. Uh, if, they, if they don't notice them, they might you know next time or...
1: even the way you dress, yes, like, yes, that whole how how you appear physically, that's all part of the brand. I'm thinking actually now that I've cut my hair, I need to update my photos. <laughs> uh,
0: if only I knew a photographer. I,
1: <laughs> if only I knew a photographer who did portraits. Hmm. Business um, portraits. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, you can come up with the castle name. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Deal? Yeah.
1: All right. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank for you. For joining me today. Thank you. I know you have a uh, website.
0: Yes. Oh, you can find me on fivecastles.com.au and that's my website and from there
1: pick the castle that's for you. Pick the castle you. and
0: connect with me somehow Are like you that. Are you a dog
1: person? Do you have children? Yes, 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 Are you madly in love with your partner? Go find that castle that's for you.
0: If you live in Melbourne, yes, you can also <laughs> give me a call and I'm very happy to meet with <laughs> me. you over at but,
1: but he will not email you, yes. But no, try, no, no. Do try some of that French Earl Grey.
0: yes, delicious. Thanks, Eric. Thank you.
1: Thanks again to the awesome and inspiring Eric Reynjook for being such a generous guest this week. I know you're listening, Eric, so thank you personally from the bottom of my heart. And I really hope I pronounced your name correctly. <laughs> I'll pop links to Eric's five castles in the show notes at theseamethod.com slash Arik. That's Eric, spelled A-R-E-K. Now, did you notice how Eric has an awesome reply when people ask him, what do you do? He says, I help people celebrate what they value most in their lives, which seriously gives me shivers. It's amazing. If you too would like to grab people's attention with a single sentence about yourself, but you're not sure how, there's a free course that helps you with that. Yep, it's my 21-day confidence-building course that helps you talk about yourself with confidence and clarity. It's 21 days, 21 lessons. Really, it's just too easy. I would love to have you in the course. Just sign up at freeconfidencecourse.com. And that wraps up episode 23. Thank you so much for taking some time to spend with me today. I really, really do appreciate it. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.